in space. No one can hear you scream. Unless you have a podcast. It's Space Castle! Join three nerds. I'm DT. I'm Alex. And I'm Seth. As they hurtle through space, debating movies, books, games, and answering your pop culture questions. All to maintain their own sanity. Space Castle. Your clubhouse and ours for all things nerdy. Available wherever pods are casted. Podcast. I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. Yay! 25. Whoop whoop. Oh oh. We're in our mid 20s. Quarter century old. Never thought I'd get here. I know. I should have graduated college by now. I know. We both should have. Well, maybe we're going for like one of those other degrees, like medicine or something. I'm going to be a lawyer. Oh, there you go. I'm going to be a, a criminologist. Yep. Is that an advanced degree? I don't know. I have no idea. Sure. Bless your heart. Engineering. I don't know anymore. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Yes, it has. Um, our friend Two-Eyed Willie is hanging out on our microphone this time, so... Yeah. If you hear some scratching, it's him being a jerk. Because he just wants to sleep. And Yeah, man. What the hell? What's you're your dead. You would sleep when you're dead. <laughs> you got all day. An entire an eternity to sleep, bud. Two-eyed Willie, you're so silly. Yeah. This is wildly fun, having this skeleton (laughs) as a mascot. I'm loving this and regretting it all at the same time. Why are you regretting it? Because Two-eyed Willie's going to get out of control. I feel it in my bones. He's going to be in a lot more posts and memes, I have a feeling. Mm -hmm, You're going to take him home with you, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to have to, because he's just... And then he'll come back to my place, and then we'll... Yeah. Two-eyed, or will he come back? Two-Eyed Willie is... coming back. He's going to go to work with me, and he's going to have some pictures at work. We're going to have a work photo shoot. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to be, like, at work with this plastic skeleton on your desk well past Halloween, and people are going to be like, what the fuck is up with Amanda? Like, just leave her alone. Shh, just leave her alone. They're just going to be like avoiding you completely. Best case scenario right there. <laughs> like this is all upside. I don't see any downside by this behavior whatsoever. Yes, I'm not finding the downside of people <laughs> not talking to me. This is true. This is true. It's like when I got mansplained how to do my job a couple weeks ago. And I was like, what is happening right now? Am I really being mansplained how to do my job with someone you used to work? Like, What? Is happening. That's the best. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, what? Is this really happening? It took me a minute to catch up and go, wait, I'm sorry. Are you telling me how to do what we're both doing? We're both peers on the same level. You're not a manager. Cool. Loving this journey for you as you journey down this with me, my fucking friend. Find out what happens. I'm all talk. Nothing happened. But the point is... 
it was very much like, this is really still a thing. Yeah, it is. Um, try working in a male-dominated field. God, no. Well, I am in sales. Yeah. So it's pretty bro-y. It's yeah. very like, you know, sports analogies. And I got nothing against sports or sports analogies, but I'm just saying like, y'all. Yeah. Well, you really knocked that one out of the park, huh? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I did my job. Woohoo. Yay me. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yours is like a whole another level. This has been my theme song lately. Ready? I'm. Hold on. Go. Do, 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 do. Fucking circus music. You need like a soundboard on your phone, one of those apps where you can just like hit a certain sound like that, and then people will be like, "What's?" Mm. No, I literally sit at my desk at work, and I will just start going, "Do do 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 Fucking clown car. People just like piling out. You're like, "What's?" Happening? My coworkers are so used to it at this point; they don't even say anything when I do it. I'm like, the shit show's to ta- in town. Do, 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 well, do, and if you, do, do. The other thing is, is like, if they're oblivious to it, you're like, oh my God. But if they're not, they're probably giggling like, yeah. Well. Well, it depends on why I'm doing my shit show music. Is it because of them or because of someone else? Valid point. Because there's a lot going on. You got people in and out. There's, a lot. There's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> like... That could be its own podcast. Oh, wait. We've discussed that there is Oh, one. there actually is a podcast. Do you want to shout them out again? Again? Again. Fuck My Work Life? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that the name of it again? Because I rename... Fuck My Work Life? Yeah. I rename things so often, I don't know if it's my rename of things. Ooh, good call. Yeah. No, double check that. I have one to shout out. Three Spooky Girls. Um, Y'all are great. Really enjoy the like creepy spooky stuff that y'all put out. Yes, it's well past Halloween, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I like spooky. I like, you know, weird. I like aliens. I like all that stuff though. And side note, if you're not watching the newest season of American Horror Story, y'all need to. It's pretty intense and amazing. They're back in good form. If you kind of bowed out season three on, trust me, come back for this new one. It's very, very interesting. And I like the two different storylines in one season. It's cool. Yes, fuck my work life. Because, hmm. you know, I rename things so often. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, is that my rename of it or is that... Is that reality? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I have another... We have pod, our pod best friends, Talking Shittature. Talking Shittature, yes. Oh my God, they're sisters and they read a book and then they just tell you the synopsis of the book they read, but they're freaking hilarious and then you have another one that you're the doc one. Oh, what's up doc yes yeah, she's from ireland and she's great too i need to listen okay so i've actually it's really weird when you say you're listening to a podcast i feel like i can't like you own it somehow i don't own shit i know i know that i know and i know i'm allowed to listen but i'm like oh, i don't want to like step on her turf it's her thing and i'm like what am i even saying right no, now what are you saying that is so weird i love discussing a documentary effort. you would love what's up doc i would Gemma is so great she watches these documentaries and then she has guests on and they talk about them or she just talks about them she's in ireland it's amazing oh god that sounds awesome 
Are you a podcast that wants to be talked about on our podcast? <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everything else. And honestly, we're down to find new indie podcasters because we are also indie podcasters. Yes. Here um, to support y'all. Support yes. each other. We mm-hmm, love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do need support from our listeners as mm. well. Yes, please. So if you hit up our link tree. Ah. Not a LinkedIn. We don't have one of those. No, we don't have a LinkedIn because <laughs> we're not professional God, in I, any means. I would love to have a fucking LinkedIn. <laughs> Are you going to make us I think now? I might. I don't know yet because then I'm going to have to actually put my work shit on that yeah, one. And I'm like, ah, you know. That's the last thing I need. It's I know, me too. my work to find out <laughs> that I'm talking shit about them on a podcast. And then like the name of it alone, right? Oh, it's not happening. Never mind. Again. Yeah. That's not holding. Link Tree. Mm-hmm. We have a spot where you can donate to us for all of the costs we incur, mm-hmm. like our hosting fees and equipment fees. And then you know what you get in return? Stickers. Stickers. We got two beautiful stickers by me. Yes. You designed them. Yes. Rockin' Monkey. Oh, Rockin' Monkey makes our stickers for us. They're here in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, they're a local business. They are amazing. Um, They will, if you just have your design, but you don't want, you don't know what like special effects or whatever you want on them, Mm -hmm. there's a button that says, just make my sticker badass. I love that. And they make your sticker badass. Can we just give them a shout out for having a button that even says that? That's pretty cool. I don't know the exact wording of the button, but basically that's what it is. Love it. Yes. And honestly, our stickers are freaking phenomenal. If you're watching our YouTube right now, Amanda has one on her compute hall. And it's our... I actually have both of them. I am. Oh, you do? Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. One is, um, don't be a C, because don't. And the second one is... Murder. It, it says, murder is never the answer. Mm-hmm. And it's got a beautiful knife with blood on it because, I mean, I it's mean, not. It's implied that you should, but you really shouldn't. I mean, and it's glitter. And it's glitter. And who doesn't love them some glitter? Pixie glitter. Pixie glitter. It's your favorite color, glitter. Mm-hmm. Glitter's my favorite color. <laughs> I feel like the older I get, and help me here, the more I revert to childhood. And I'm saying that because I literally bought the other day in the checkout line. And Eli looked at me like I was a weirdo. One of those coloring books that has one marker. And the marker is like clear. Because what you do is you just color over everything. And then the colors appear. It's like Invisa ink. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I lost my shit. (laughs) And I'm, I'm two pages in so far. And I'm straight up sitting there coloring this thing with this Invisa ink and I'm just like having my living my best life I'm reverting like am I the only one in this that's like finding joy in the things I used to do as a child like seriously just losing my shit no okay Um, I feel better now I was like am I going crazy did we not forget how excited I got over Legos true but I feel like Legos have become more of an adult thing are they yeah no I don't know I mean also, every time I go to Five Below, I have to buy five packages of gummies because they're five for five dollars okay. or a dollar twenty-five a piece. Now, if I was a child with an adult, I would never get five packages of gummies because the adult would say, "You don't need five packages of gummies." Right. But you're an adult, and you're like, "This is my money." 
I'm going to get five packages of Haribo's and they're going to be all different kinds. Honestly, Haribo, you can sponsor us because we, I'm with you. I will eat 14 packages. Both of us are gummy fans. Okay. I Both will eat us. the shit out of some Haribo's. 100%. Original, uh. the Smurfs, the sweet and sours, Boom. the Preach. cola ones, the fuzzy cola ones. Cola. The, ooh, the cherry. Oh, I was about to say the cherry. Ooh, the star mix. Dude, stop. Seriously, what you do is you get a, you bite a cherry and you bite a cola, cherry cola. Am I wrong? What about the fuzzy cola? I don't know if I had the. You've never had the fuzzy cola. Which one's that one? What's it? What's the? What's the noise there? What's is it like? Uh, it's the cola, but it's like um, extra sugary on the outside. Oh, got it. Yes, yes. Oh my god. And then the octopus ones and the star mix. Get out of here. I mean, a gummy has not done me wrong. Ever. Nope. Mm-mm. Even like the off brands, like the Skeddies, you know, the Skeddy ones. There's Haribo Skeddy ones. Oh my God, it's so good. I'm just saying, I will eat Haribo gummies until I make myself sick. <laughs> and then my husband's like, you are X amount of years old. Why are you doing this <laughs> doing to yourself? This? You know what better. are you doing? Yeah. No, for sure. It's the same look I got when he was like, are you seriously buying? I'm like, do I look like I'm joking right now? I make money and I buy this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay. I'm like, do you want to color it? He's like, eh, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, it's, it's, there's something about it. And I guess maybe it's part of this whole like quarantine thing and self-realization thing. All those millennials are going through deconstruction, whatever the fuck. Point is. It's so fun to just reconnect with parts of like. Do you want to know why we have a Nintendo Switch? I know I have three kids. Do you think it's because of any of those three children? No, it's because Mama loves to play Mario. Oh God. The original Mario. I bet you Mario, Mario Kart, or both. Mario. Do you play Smash Brothers? No. Okay. And only Mario, not Mario Kart. Mario. I bet just you Mario. could. You, I bet you could. I like Mario kill. and Mario Three. I nice. like Mario 3. I, yeah. I bet you would freaking kill at Mario Kart, though. Now, we did play Mario Kart with the kids. I'm just saying, the only reason we got a Nintendo Switch during quarantine, when you couldn't find them, I made the pod hubby hunt one down at GameStop. Oh, shit. He went to GameStop to GameStop? Like, called around and shit? Uh-huh. Nice. Because I had to have one. So, do you hold quarter... Like, you let your kids win with Mario Kart or not? No, my, I do not let my correct. kids win at anything. That is correct. That is a correct games, answer. games, Mario Kart. If we're playing something that is competitive, no, I do not let you win. Because you have to learn. This is how you lose to your mom. <laughs> right? Doesn't it feel good to be like... You know what? In fact, um, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to play Chinese checkers with my family anymore. Why? There was a situation. There was an incident? There was an incident. <laughs> what year was this so I can name it now, officially? During quarantine. So the Chinese checkers incidents of 2020. Do you want to go into what happened? I got very upset at the youngest because he wouldn't move his pieces out. <laughs> and I was across from him so I couldn't get my pieces in. And I was going to win because all my pieces were across the board. And I couldn't get him in because... He knew he was going to lose, so he refused to move his pieces out. Well, that's just bad form on his fault. You have every right to be upset about that. He was being a sore loser. 
Well, Not your fault that you're winning. I became a very sore winner. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I said. Oh, shit. Did you black out? Were you like, what's happening? I think I went into a blackout um, winner's rage because I then in turn did not win. And um, I may or may not have thrown marbles. I'm not quite <gasps> sure. <laughs> did you have to have a timeout? Did Pod Hubs have to put you in a timeout? I'm just not allowed to play Chinese checkers anymore. Okay. With the family. Yeah. It's one of those like, we're just not going to. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Okay. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing and being open about that. Thank you for being my therapist. You're welcome. <laughs> and how does that make you feel? Well, I mean, I feel a whole lot better when you tell me about a mom who murders. Okay. <laughs> Change the subject. Okay. Deflection. <laughs> no. Um, no, for real, though. Not a segue at all. Not a segue at all. But we're going to get into my mom. Okay. So do we have any more housekeeping? Um, I don't think so. Follow us on everything. Oh, um, stickers, yes. Oh, and also Patreon. Sorry, my bad. Oh, yes, Patreon. Patreon. Yep, mm-hmm. glad you said that. The Duggars. Um, we're still mom and dad. All four episodes of those are up. All four videos of those are up. Um, only on Patreon. It is exclusive there. There's also exclusive merch over there that you can take a look at and enjoy for yourself. Um, let us know what you think because we're thinking about doing more of these and obviously we want to make sure that you guys are like into it and are let, or digging it. And we're going to go through the whole family. So stay tuned. Every month we're going to release more. The whole family. The there's whole family. N- there's 19 of them motherfuckers. And there's marriages. Now, granted, we're not going to go to grandpa and grandma. And all no, that no, no, shit. no. No, just... But just the, the main characters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. to speak. Which, really... The main players. It is kind of like a character play at this point. It's, it's a crazy. shit show. Do, 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 but yeah, do. that's all the housekeeping that we have. All right, you ready to get into Harry Leo Crawford, my star mom today? Yes. Not star mom, sorry. Blue star mom. Yes. As from our last episode, we're renaming kind of our cunt moms blue star moms because it's a new form of essentially luminol that we just learned about. Yes. That's better. Yes, but they're still cunts. They're still cunts. Mm-hmm. <gasps> blue cunts. Blue cunts. Ooh, that sounds awful. No. Star cunts. Mm, okay. Better. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll put a pin in it. Yeah. I like the star cunts better. Because the other one has a different connotation. Don't yes. Google it. Trust me. Well, um, I do. I look stupid. <laughs> don't Google that. So you're probably asking why I'm doing a man. And here's why. I'm only going to say this name once because it's his dead name. Eugenia Fellini. Okay. This is our first transgender killer. And I want to give him all his due because he was born in 1917. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is, when I found out about this person, I was like, wait, what now? Who in the what in the hey? All in. I, I was fascinated by this person. So um, let's get into the case of Harry Leo Crawford. October 1st, 1917, Harry um, and his then wife, Annie Burkett, were having a picnic near Lane Cover River, west of Sydney Harbor. I'm getting right into the murder, if you couldn't tell. Annie had no idea until a neighbor had told her that her husband used to be a woman. So this meeting was her idea of, like, let's talk this out in a neutral place. 
Which, yeah, I mean, makes sense. Mm -hmm. They discussed and Annie told him that she was leaving him, so they started fighting. Annie slipped and fell backwards, hitting her head on a rock. Harry tried to save her, but she was dead within minutes. Panicked, Harry wasn't sure what to do because he's a transgender man in 1917 Australia. So where did this all begin? So that's the setup. Okay. Right? Harry was born in Italy near Florence or Livorno, according to family. Kind of shady. Again, this is back in the early aughts, so kind of hard to pin down. They didn't keep the best birth records. No. And then also trying to go from Italy to Australia. Yes, I'm back in Australia. Difficult. Because, you know, you're immigrating, so they're not keeping perfect records either, you know. Um, He was born as the other name, in 1875, and the oldest of 22 children, 17 survived. 22? Y'all. That's some beggar shit right there. This is why birth control was invented. Like, I'm being serious, because it literally was hurting women at a certain point, and also like, how do you take care of that many children? You don't. Yeah. You can't. No. You have three, and it's like, Right? Let alone 20 motherfucking two. 17 survived. I kicked two out. (laughs) There you go. Get out of here, kids. So, again, play stick and hoop. Read a book. Find something else to do, man. Get off your woman. (laughs) You know what I mean? What do they have back then? They don't have TV. So push it like a can down the road or something. That's why TV was invented. (laughs) God bless the 50s, right? And it was actually invented by an Italian, now that you mention it, so maybe. (laughs) Exactly. They were like, we need something to do. Yeah, besides this. Can we put a picture in a box and make it move? (laughs) Anything but what this is happening. So um, his father was a disciplinarian and very strict. Not surprising at all for me. Like I was like, yeah, makes sense. In 1877, when he was two, his family moved to Wellington, New Zealand, his father found work as a fisherman and other, you know, manual labor jobs. And during Harry's teenage years, he dressed like a man to get similar labor jobs mm-hmm. in a brickyard and stables, anything to make ends meet. Um, and eventually became a cabin boy on a ship in 1895. Is that how he ended up in Australia? Yes. And we'll get there right here. So in 1895, he was 20. His family didn't approve of his lifestyle because, again, he hello Mm -hmm. time period yeah and it became pretty apparent by this time obviously i'm dressing like a man it wasn't just a way to get jobs it was like seemed comfortable yeah which yeah if that's who you are it's who you are so they didn't really search for him once he left to be on that cabin boy on a ship they were like goodbye plus you got 17 other 16 other kids yeah they were like that's one less mouth to feed Okay, bye, Felicia. Pretty much. Again, at that time, it was very much like survival. It was. It was shitty. I'm not saying it was good. Um, SP. He kept his original sex a secret for a while on the ship, but when some men found out, he was soon pregnant. Um, obviously, that was not of his will, is what I'm going to say. Well, obviously. And disgusting behavior. Mm -hmm. Disgusting. So they put him ashore in Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. That's how he got to Australia. Because, you know, pregnant on a ship, not feasible. Plus, I mean, 
you got to hide the fact that you were all shitheads and did disgusting, disgusting things to this person. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, we're just going to hide you over here, you know, with a child. Yeah. On the way. He gave birth to Josephine Crawford Fellini in 1898, probably knowing that he couldn't care for a child or really wanted to because he was a man and didn't have necessarily that maternal instinct. Um, and maybe even just to be reminded. Yeah, of, of what he went through. The origin, yeah. He gave her to an Italian-born woman, Mrs. DeAngelis, and then officially took the name of Harry Leo Crawford and claimed that he was from Scotland. So at this point, he's like, I don't want to have anything to do with my past. What's a fucking ever? Good news is, he did visit his daughter every once in a while. In fact, in, in pieces of the story, um, he even visited his then-wife Annie, uh, Josephine did, and, you know, they stayed for a little while. Uh, there was obviously a worry that Josephine would give the game away. Like, hey, I'm really a, originally a woman and all that kind of stuff. But he did keep in touch with his daughter, which is not bad, you know. Um, she knew him as a sea captain and assumed that Mrs. DeAngelis was her grandmother. You know, just kind of like, all right, you know. Yeah. Whatever. So 14 years later... In 1912, when Harry was 37, he met Annie Burkett. Harry had been working many different jobs at slaughterhouses, pubs, rubber factories, eventually as a driver for Dr. G.R.C. Clark. Ugh. I don't know what it is about the abbreviated first names of someone, but it really makes me just feel like pretentiousness. Well, I mean, he was a doctor in the early 1900s, so... Mm. I just imagine, like, pinkies in the air and all this, like, really fancy house and Dr. G.R.C. Clark. You well, know. he probably did have the fanciest house around. Yeah, probably. Um, being part of the household meant you obviously talked with everyone and from the butler to the housekeepers and Annie was a housekeeper. Oh. But Annie was Work romance. Yes. That's always a bad idea. Yes, work romance can go one of two ways. Mine worked out. I'm still with that hubs, so that's good, I guess. I'm sure he's going to be excited to hear that. <laughs> he's like, yay, thanks. I hate it. Because <laughs> he's hmm. that's good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Annie wasn't a dumbass. Okay. Annie was married before. Her husband had died and left her with a son, ironically named Harry as well. I don't know why, but weird. Um, well, that was a common name back in the day. Yeah, it's true. But I think it's funny how like, her son's name Harry and she met a Harry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Um, but she would squirrel away money and save it up on the side. Because she was like, I'm getting out of this bitch. I am not doing this for the rest of my life. So eventually she did stop being a housekeeper, saving up enough money to set up her own confectionery shop. So a sweet shop. Oh, Isn't like that a cool? bakery. Yeah. And her and Harry had been seeing each other by this point, And Harry followed her to the, the city where she opened her shop and supported her business and tried to like help get it started and all this kind of stuff and you know they're they're courting they're dating you know so this must have been it for annie because they were eventually married in february of 1913 and they soon fell into pretty normal married life some said they did hear arguments in the house but it's hard to say being so long ago um he continued to get odd jobs to support them after they moved to drumway new south wales can I ask the obvious? Please. 
How did she not know? I was gonna... Same. I was like, how? Because you have to get naked with each other eventually, mm-hmm. right? My guess is, and and again, I'm totally guessing here. I have no idea, not an expert, is that you could... It, sex wasn't as like talked about back then like it was today. Not saying people don't have sex, of course, or do freaky shit, because everybody's done freaky stuff since the beginning of time. But... I'm guessing that maybe he kept some of his clothes on or only had certain types of sex or bound his bosoms. I don't know. But he kept it. And if you see a photo of Harry Leo Crawford, um, you'll be like, oh, like he was a very um, manly looking face already. So... So it wasn't like, oh, how'd you he, not know? He was handsome. Uh, for the time. You know what I'm saying? Like how when, that people say a woman is handsome. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was a handsome woman. Yes. You know but, what I mean? Like the photos I'm showing you here, like you can see how he masqueraded as a woman. Yeah. Or as a man, excuse yes. me. 100%. Yeah. Grizzled face, no makeup, scars, like chiseled but then if you look at photos of him as a woman you're like i can see how that would be a manly looking woman as well yes and i'm saying manly as in the physical characteristics i am not trying to determine gender or anything like that in this case like just the facial Facial structure structure yes like the actual bone structure is um more harder yes than like what you would consider a typical woman's face. Right. It has a much more squared off type face. Yes. And it had to have been incredibly difficult for him to have to keep that a secret, especially from someone he loved. Mm-hmm. Because then what, do you, what the hell do you say to this person? What do you say to this person? What, what are they, how are they going to take this? This is illegal. Yeah. What he's doing. Yeah. That alone is illegal, let alone like anything else. So rock in a hard place. You know what I mean? I don't know. Very interesting question. It kind of comes up later and you'll see why. So they fall into this life. They've been married for four years. And then this takes us up to the beginning of what I was explaining. October 1st, 1917. Whenever they met in the park, they discussed things. Annie slipped. And here we are. So Annie's dead at this point not knowing that it will go well for him because it would not fucking go well he decides to get rid of the body oh good choice yeah this is where decisions were like dude no don't do this he tried to burn the body behind identification now this is a poor choice i know this is a problem because annie has a son like there's a like a hanging chad so to speak out there like the kid's gonna be like where the hell is mom you can't Ugh. Right? Just go on. Just, yeah. Just keep going. So he told the boy that she ran off with another band. It's a common... Oh, oh, you know her. You know, your mom's a whore. She, she ran she off. For sure. Exactly. Oh my God. I'm so tired of the mom's a whore. Yeah. But keep going. Or the... it's He was a runaway. Okay, dude. Find him in Gacy's basement. You know what I mean? So, not saying this act is justified, but I can see why it happened. I can see why it happened. 
again, rock in a hard place, you know, you know it's not going to go well for you. So you're like, you know what? I, I'm just going to have to quick decision this. If it was truly an accident, I got to get rid of the body. Even if it wasn't an accident, I got to get rid of the body, right? Yeah. So, okay. October 2nd, they discovered her body in scrubland, um, brushland. I was about like to brush. say, what, what, what is scrubland? Yeah. Because I'm thinking, did they really call like some impoverished area scrubland? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about like scrubs? Like, yeah. I don't want no scrubs? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like TLC? I like where your head went there. That's good. I In told- this case, he was not hanging on the passenger side of his best friend's ride. I warned you before we started. <laughs> I love it. No, I, my guess is it's like brush, you know, like trees and some little bushes and shit. Oh. Yeah. So they found this body of a woman. They don't know who the hell it is at this point. Again, it's 1917. The man- medical examiner examined the body and reported no definite marks of violence and that she had died probably due to burns. So at this point, they don't know if she who she was and police thought that it might have been a suicide. Okay. Hold this thought. Who? Who? Yeah. Who just... Who's going to burn themselves to death? Exactly my thought, too. I was like, what the... F- who self-emulates? Like, who does this? It's so rare because it's horrific. You want a pill. You want a shot. You, like, shoot yourself. That... I'm not saying do this. Play God means. Please do not do this. If you're going to unalive yourself, this doesn't make sense to me. But apparently, they said that there had been accounts of a woman in the area who had been acting strange with a bottle of kerosene. What are the odds of that? So, this is what we know. There's been accounts of a woman in the area acting weird with kerosene. There's a charred body of a woman. They're thinking, maybe she did set herself on fire, SP. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's what happened here. Don't know who it is. Can't identify her. So, okay. And this is well before DNA. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And they're assuming, again, the medical examiner said she had died probably due to burns. So either, okay. They didn't see a big gash on her head? They said there was no definite marks of violence. Didn't she fall and hit hit her head on a rock? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, in the trial later, it comes up there was a crack in her skull, but it was like that could have been from the heat of the flames. Because you're, at some point, your bones break down. So, yeah, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So did she not fall and hit her head? Keep that in mind, okay? So the Sydney Morning Herald was on top of this shit because the next day, so this is two days later, October 3rd, they're already like running a news report with headline, charred remains of a woman but nothing came of it because nobody was like reported anyone missing and they were like i don't know know of course he's not gonna be like my wife's missing right and there's another reason behind it they eventually determined an open verdict at the end of the investigation and annie was buried in a grave in rockwood cemetery with the body of an unknown woman marked on the headstone harry moved to inner sydney with his stepson and life moved on so Harry soon met Elizabeth King Allison. We're going to call her Lizzie because it's easier. In 1919, so two years later. Now, Lizzie was older than him, being over 50 years old, and he was around 44 at the time. So 
a woman by this age, she was unmarried, might as well have been dead. Like she was a spinster, you know, considered like, oh, no one would want you. And she got cobwebs in her vajayjay, right. so she ain't gotten no sex if it hit her in the face. Right, right. So it was kind of an easy like, okay, well, this guy's willing to marry me. Why not? Yeah. Companionship, you know. He told her that he was a mechanical engineer originally from Scotland. And they got married in September of 1919. So it was a quickie. So my guess is Harry's like, I really just want to move on. This person is, I want to say a victim. I'm going to say vulnerable in that way of they themselves are not desirable. Like I'm not desirable, unfortunately, in society. So therefore, we can both kind of hide in plain sight. Yeah. And it's shitty to say that, but... Was he the one in the dress carrying the kerosene? I hadn't thought about that. Let's see. So Annie's son, the other Harry, started to get suspicious. Again, he was a kid when his mom died. So Mm -hmm. as he got older, he was like, hmm, wait a minute. Especially whenever Harry asked him to go to the Gap, not the store. I was like, the Gap? The Gap's been around since night. I literally thought that in my head as I was reading this. I was like, what the fuck, Jessica? The Gap is not from Australia, (laughs) nor was it around in 1919. So what is the Gap? It is a notorious suicide spot to throw stones off. Um, So it's like a giant cliff, the Gap. So there must have been a gap between this cliff and that cliff. Okay. So he took his son to go throw stones off this Gap, and he was like, okay, that's weird. And then he took his, again, stepson, to go to the scrubland where he then asked his son to dig a hole. To dig a hole by yourself with your stepdad. No, sir. I am not digging a hole out here by myself. Absolutely not. And this is after they found the body and everything? hmm He gonna kill the kid? Mm-hmm. Harry. Why? He, you've gotten away scot-free. Loose ends, baby. You gotta take tie up the loose ends. How many years has it been? Uh, two. Okay. Yeah, so Harry eventually threw the shovel shovel in the hole. He realized he couldn't do it. He was like, okay, I can't do this. I am not a murderer. I cannot kill this kid. Thank God, right? But you killed the mom. Hmm? Did he? So... Anyway, so they, he threw the shovel in the hole, they returned home, and Harry was, um, the kid was like, okay, that was super weird, you know, and made a note of it in his head, because I mean, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Here's the thing that also set off his stepson. Harry was illiterate. He couldn't read. So he would have his stepson read the newspaper for him, and one struck him, an article about the shoes of an unknown burn victim. And the stepson made note of the fact that Harry reacted to that and was like, hmm, my mom's missing and you're like kind of interested in this news article. Weird. So when you said like, well, how is he not reading or understanding? He couldn't read. So he may have seen that article, but not known anything about it. Hmm. And so it's also this fact that he grew up very poor he's an immigrant he's worked hard labor jobs his whole life he isn't fully aware of the situation happening around him either but he's aware that like oh shit what if they find the body but he doesn't know they found the body right and they don't know either 
because Annie at this point is just kind of a missing person. They're like, yeah, okay, ran off with another man. You know how women are, you know? Yeah, that whore. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. So, unfortunately, this little note that he took about the shoes of an unknown burn victim would be his undoing because his stepson did go to the police. He was like, okay, things are adding up here. This is weird. They showed him Annie's shoes, shoes of an unknown burn victim and other effects, and he was able to identify them as his mom's. This was enough to arrest Harry at work on July 5th, 1920. So when Harry was arrested, he was asked, he asked to be placed in the women's side of the prison for obvious reasons and requested that his wife at the time, Lizzie, not be told that he was a transgender man. All of that makes total sense. Yes. So quick stat break from the site transgender.org in the United States in 2015, a majority, 57% of transgender people are afraid to go to the police when they need it. Transgender people in prison are exposed to horrific rates of abuse by both staff and their fellow inmates facing physical and sexual assault at much higher rates than their counterparts. As the USTS found, transgender people are 10 times as likely to be sexually assaulted by their fellow inmates and five times as likely to be sexually assaulted by staff. Transgender prisoners also face numerous other challenges behind bars, including denials of medical care and lengthy stays in solitary confinement. And that's in the United States in 2015, an entirely different century. Mm-hmm. So, a fucking course he said that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> I am not going to repeat a situation that happened to me on the cabin. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So Harry's lawyer lawyer didn't appeal for bail, if that tells you anything about what they thought about him. And while Annie's remains were exhumed from that unmarked grave. The new post-mortem with x-rays at the time didn't tell them anything different than they already knew, and her family was then able to bury her officially. So the the ME report said the same. Possible death by burning, no physical evidence at the time of death. Um, and her family was able to bury her on the family plot. Um, the police eventually caught up and interviewed his daughter, Josephine, as well, about the details of Annie's death and her dad. So at the hearing before the trial, there are a few key witnesses like Annie's son who described their marriage as rocky. He said they got married because Harry was so persistent and, quote, there were always rows and they were never happy. So in regards to the scrub and cliff that Harry took his stepson to, His defense argued that they should not be taken into evidence because he had been there to dig holes in the scrub. But why why do you dig holes in scrub? I don't know. I don't know. Hey Jess, you want to go out in the middle of nowhere and just dig holes? No. No, I do not. I'm sorry, if someone tells me to dig a hole, I'm assuming like, you mean like my own grave? Absolutely not. Get the hell away from me. We're getting back in this car and we're leaving right now. Also, why the hell am I here to begin with? Why am I in this situation to begin like, with? Who who goes and just, like, goes to the middle of nowhere and digs a hole for fun? I don't know. But his defense was basically saying, like, look, he was just there to dig holes. Don't worry about it. But the judge allowed it to indicate frame of mind. Which... Oh, because they're saying he's crazy. Right. They're saying that he was trying to get rid of the stepson, that this is evidence to the fact of that. His state of mind was... He's a crazy person. I mean, look at him. He's dressing like a man. He crazy. Exactly. No. A dentist and sister of Annie testified about the false teeth and gemstone they found at the site, and they both said that those were hers. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 
The medical examiner said it was hard to tell when the fire began, either before or after Annie's death, and a skull crack could have been there from the fire as well. So, also who came to testify was Harry took a lodger before he married Lizzie after Annie died, and she testified that he said his wife had left him, and this is the lodger quoting Harry, we had a jolly good row, and I gave her a crack in the head, and she cleared. So basically, I hit her and she left me. So, possibly. I mean, there could be a whole lot of truth to that statement. It's not fully not founded in truth. There's a kernel there, from what we know. So this one was the most damning, and I don't know how I feel about this. So Josephine, Harry's daughter, wrote a sworn statement to police about her father. Yeah. And I'm going to quote the whole thing because I think it's really important. I first remember my mother about seven years of age. She always wore men's clothing and was known as Harry Crawford. I was brought up at Double Bay by Miss DeAngelis, whom I used to call Granny. Granny told me that Harry was my mother and my father was the captain of a boat. I got that detail wrong, but I thought that was kind of an interesting little like, wait, what? My mother was very cruel to me when I was a child and often forgot me. Granny told me that my mother tried to smother me when I was a baby. Who knows if that was true. Miss DeAngelis died when I was about 12 years of age, and my mother took me to a little confectionery shop in Balmain, kept by a Mrs. Burkett, who had a son named Harry. My mother told me Mrs. Burkett had some money and always thought my mother was a man. I said to my mother, she'll find you out one of these days. My mother replied, oh, I'll watch it. I would rather do away with myself than let the police find anything about me. My mother told me always to call her father and not let Miss Burkett know, uh, nor anyone else know that she was a woman. I did not know that my mother was married to Mrs. Burkett, but they occupied the same bedroom. They quarreled a great deal. My mother used to come out and say, more rows over you, I cannot get any sleep. I replied to my mother and she said, oh, what a lovely daughter I got. I said, what can you expect? A lovely mother I've got. In 1917, I met my mother who told me everything was unsettled and upside down as Mrs. Burkett had discovered she was a woman. My mother seemed very agitated and she was always reticent about herself. I don't know. So Josephine did stay with them for a little period of time. The timeline's adding up. It seems to me that Harry had a temper for sure. And that could have been anything. I mean, the situation he was living in was stressful enough. (laughs) Yeah. Let alone the trivial crap that life throws at you, right? So, I don't know. I don't know. That one just struck me, and I was like, I just had to quote the whole thing. And just so you know, she didn't testify at court. She wrote this down as testimony because they would not allow her. Well, they treated her as a hostile witness, which I don't fully understand why. They didn't go into it, but they had her write down her testimony, which was that. So, in the beginning, it sounded like Josephine didn't know that her father dressed as a man, and now all of a sudden she says she knew the entire time. Right. See how it's kind of conflicting itself? That's why I was like, yeah. can you take this at face value? Yeah, because it doesn't... It's not lining up fully. Yes. The thing, the only thing that lines up between her and Harry's story is that they fought. Yes. But who the fuck doesn't? Exactly. Everyone has little tiffs. 
every marriage has problems and some bigger than others. And sometimes you just bicker because maybe you're going through some shit, you know? Every marriage has, you know, their little issues or whatever. And if you don't, you're lying. Yeah, right? I know, exactly. Like, what? Like, I don't want to say it, but (laughs) I'm going to say it. It's true. Everyone, and I'm not saying you have to have knockdown drag outs by any means, but. No. Yeah. Interesting. Harry was not given bail. Shocker. And they set a date for October 1920 for the trial. So this is all just the pre-hearing. Like, all of that was just to get to the trial. And they were like, yeah, there's enough here for that. Now, granted, this is all circumstantial still. There's no direct evidence connecting Harry to this crime. There is no, again, DNA, but of course there wasn't at the time. But even fingerprints of, like, him being around the area did exist. And they actually did do fingerprints, which I was like, okay. And, but other than that, it was just like, he said, she said. And it's not even him. It's his daughter and his stepson. Who weren't even there. Right. So it's just suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. The judge gave box seats to a popular actor and actress at the time for the trial, which of course drew a lot of scrutiny. Because what the fuck are you doing as a judge? I you want to talk about someone who should have lost their job, which who didn't? What? It, it's good times at the trial. It just shows you that this was a shy, a sideshow for them. Most people, you know, weren't had never seen a, a woman who is now a man, and they called it the man woman case. Ugh, that's it, it's, disgusting. I know. I was like, really, guys. But again, it's time. It wasn't. Yeah. The press was all over this trial because, of course, it was. I mean, it was a hundred years ago. Right. Right. And it quickly became a sensation. Harry even appeared once in a dress and then men's clothes, you know, before the trial. And they were like, look, he's dressing like a man. Look, he's dressing like all this crap, you know. This was the first case that I read about that actually includes a dildo. (laughs) So I was reading and reading and researching. I was like, wait, what? I had to reread. So get this. The prosecution wanted to present evidence, but quoting... There were some matters to which he did not care to refer to in the presence of women, the jury. The judge was like, quoting, if women came to a criminal court, they must not be considered for a moment. How dare us beastly women want to go to court. So sensitive, so sensitive. So the prosecution then presented the dildo that Harry and Annie had, I'm assuming in their bedside table, like what we all do, as evidence that, of course, she was a man because they had to use this. And I even wrote this, girl, we'd all be in trouble. <laughs> we'd all be fucking in court. <laughs> I wouldn't. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, I'm actually just kind of more like, okay, progressive. You know what I'm thinking? Like, that's to your question. I'm assuming how they would, you know, have mm-hmm. sex, mm-hmm. which that's sex. I mean, like that's intimacy. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with that. That's like a normal married kind of shit. You yeah. Know? So I was like, huh? So they actually presented it, but they presented it in the way of like, well, of course she wasn't a woman or he used to be a woman because this is how they had to have sex. Like, oh, look at this horrific thing. And it's like, oh my God. Get off your high horse, dude. So Harry, of course, pleaded not guilty 
But the jury wasn't buying it, and he was convicted and sentenced to death. Of course. Yep. When asked how he felt, he consulted his lawyer, smart, and then he said, I have been three months in Long Bay Gull, which I'm assuming is the jail. Right. I am near to a nervous breakdown. I am not guilty, Your Honor. I know nothing whatsoever of this charge. It is only through false evidence that I have been convicted. So Harry appealed on the basis that the jury's verdict um, was against evidence and that some was destroyed. They dismissed the appeal, saying the jury, quoting, came to the conclusion that the accused was the person who had brought about the death of the woman. No matter by what means, it was justified in finding a verdict of guilty. His sentence, though, was eventually commuted to life in prison. So they at least did that small favor. Yeah, I mean, but what's worse at this point? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Probably prison. Yeah. You know. So that was probably more cruel at this time. Yeah, for sure. Especially being still... Your sex is still a female because I, I'm assuming at this time they didn't have any sort of reassignment sh- surgery or if they did, it was... You probably didn't make it. You know? It wasn't safe. So having to live with that and then I don't know where they placed him men's or women's prison yeah had to be horrible mm-hmm. so anyway after the trial harry had a large group of supporters called friends of fellini this i was actually like really surprised by and prison reform workers also petitioned for his release now this is where australia is ahead of us not everyone saw him as a monster and a pervert like some people at the time did and unfortunately still today almost 100 years later And in February 1931, when Harry was just approaching his 60s, they granted his freedom on the basis of his age and him not being in great health. Wow. So it just goes to show you that even back then, they were like, he's getting kind of old. Like, let him just live out his days. I mean, he really didn't do anything. I mean, so he left for an unknown city because by now he was pretty fucking famous. Yeah. His release brought up more questions about the case, and in fact, there's no certainty that the body they found was Annie's, nor was there evidence that he actually even really killed her. He may have disposed of the body, sure, which was not right, but we don't know if he actually killed her. Well, there's no DNA, so prove it was Annie. Right. And you're taking the word of, okay, that gemstone looks like my sister's, and those teeth, that dental implant or whatever was potentially hers, like... Everyone had dental implants because nobody had teeth. Yeah, right. Exactly. And they were all made of wood. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to go with that. Um, so Harry changed his name to Mrs. Jean Ford because I'm sure he was just tired of little shit. Like, fuck all y'all. He ran a boarding house in Sydney. And on June 9th, 1938, at the age of 63, he was hit by a car and later died of his injuries at the hospital. Do you think someone ran over him on purpose? So they identified him from his fingerprints but they ruled it an accidental death i think i do think it was accidental i do i i the likelihood of people connecting the dots in a totally different city especially at the time because it's not like now it's only social media yeah i literally looked up his face in two seconds you know it would have had to have been a huge telephone game to get to that point true so i think it actually was a death And this, I think, is the greatest honor, is they actually buried him in the Church of England section of the Rookwood Cemetery under his final name, Gene Ford. So 
they did honor him by taking his final name. Even if it wasn't the name that he chose for himself, they at least were like, we respect you enough to understand that your name, unfortunately, has been synonymous with this thing. Yeah. And we're going to give you this one final grace. So it ended nice, I guess, considering for the time, the whole situation. Nice-ish. Nice-ish. Nice adjacent. Yeah. So that is the story of Harry Leo Crawford. Yay. Crazy, right? Yes. I was just riveted. I really want to see a documentary. I want to see a movie. I want to see more come from this because I feel like it's important to tell these stories. Yes. And the violence against the transgender community needs to be highlighted because until we recognize it, it will remain. Yes. Just like what you were saying about people hurting their children. Same yes. idea. Yes. It needs... It's, it's shitty. I... I think that they're, they need to also be celebrated for their amazingness as well in equal parts, but we first must address the violence. Oh, 100%. I mean, so. just because somebody is not just like you doesn't mm-hmm. make them a bad person. No, not at all. Learn more about their story. Walk them out on their shoes, as they say. Like, you don't know about them. Learn about them. And then if you're like, we just don't get along or whatever, that's a that's different... That's fine. Whatever. Then you can choose to not associate with that person. Right. It doesn't mean you have to have hatred and anger and violence towards that person. It means you just don't personally associate with them. Right. Exactly. You can't judge one person. You can't... what A whole community based on one person is what I'm trying to say. Nor you should never generalize that way because everyone's a different person. Everyone has nuances and yeah. So that's the story. Yay. You want to take it from there? Up, 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 up. Raising her up. Yes, please. All right. So I have for the star mom, Beatrice Frankie Fowler, Mm -hmm. who was born in Wake Forest, North Carolina in 1933. Mm Mm-hmm into a poor family trying to navigate the Great Depression. Oy. Unfortunately, she learned about domestic violence and poverty firsthand. She has said that her father would throw her and her brothers out of the house and her mom lived in a constant state of fear of being beaten. But she was also known as Bee Gaddy, St. Bee, and the Mother Teresa of Baltimore. Oh my gosh. Can I call her B? Because I'm just thinking B Arthur and then I'm thinking Golden Girls and that's a phenomenal show. So Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. I call her B. Okay, cool. Yay. <laughs> so by the time B was in her mid-20s, she had been divorced twice and was the mother of five living on welfare. Oof. Hold on. She moved to New York and was working as a housekeeper in Brooklyn for $50 a week. Um, then in 1964, she moved her family to Baltimore and once in Baltimore, a neighborhood attorney actually saw potential in her and encouraged her to go and go to college. So she enrolled in a mental health course at Captainsville Community College. And then she went on to get her bachelor's degree in human services from Anachote University in 1977. Wait, so a lawyer saw her and was like, 
you should go to college? So I, it was a neighborhood attorney. So I'm sure, you know, back then, like you knew everybody in your neighborhood. Yeah. And so I'm sure like he spoke to her, they were on like friendly basis and he just knew her personally and Mm. saw a lot of potential in her and encouraged her to continue her education. I love that. You know, it was a different time. Yes. So helping others wasn't just in B's heart. In the early 1970s, she joined the East Baltimore Children's Fund, and her home became a distribution point for food and clothing for the less fortunate. Wow. So she didn't just want to help people. She actually took the action to do it. And she used what she learned from this experience um, and found a homeless shelter that was eventually became the B. Gaddy Family Centers, Inc. Oh, my gosh. The B. Gaddy Family Centers assists and provides food and other items throughout the Baltimore metro area and all of Maryland. Their goals are to promote and maintain the vision of B. Gaddy, assist um, their most vulnerable citizens, children, and senior citizens, strive to stand in the gap for those who need it. Oh, I love that term, stand in the gap. Strengthen relationships, the relationships of those that need help with those that can give help, Mm. and maintain the dignity of those that come to our doors. Oh my God. That last point is very fucking important. So those are the goals of the um, Begatti Family Center currently. Mm -hmm. Um, So in 1981 is when her work to help those in need really began. So B founded the Patterson Park Emergency Food Center out of need really for her own family. So B would go out and collect food in a shopping cart from local churches and then she would pass it out to her neighbors. Oh wow. Soon the word got out that Miss B would help you get food if you needed it. And she would have long lines outside her door. Oh my God, everyone needs a Miss B in her life. <laughs> everyone, you know, like I feel like she would give good hugs. She's that person, Miss mm, B. So next thing you know, B was helping with clothing as well, and B Gaddy Fashions was born. Stop it! So she straight up was like giving people some of her clothes, like okay, here you go. I think she was collecting clothes okay. along with the food. So she was getting the food, she was getting the clothes, and she was helping out her neighbors and her community. God bless, love it. So then, B, she won $250 on a 50 cent lottery ticket. That is good money even by today. In today's standards, that would be $752.38. So B did what only B does. Mm. And she bought enough food to feed 49 of her neighbors. And this was at the start of her Thanksgiving event. No. In the beginning, B held Thanksgiving dinner on the sidewalk in front of her house. She would cook most of the meal herself. And then when the dinner outgrew her sidewalk, it was moved to a local middle school. And B was ever the resourceful person. She started getting donations. Local grocers donated canned goods. Um, Shady Brook Farms donated turkeys. Whoa. And believe, believe it or not, get this. The Maryland Correctional Facility in Hagerstown Helped with the cooking of the food. Stop it. So this woman, let's just pause for a moment 
to just appreciate what she's doing. She is organizing three different massive entities together to help people. Grocery yes. stores, a massive processing plant for turkey, and a correctional facility to cook the food. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Today, because this still goes on today. Mm-mm. This still goes on today. Today, and it's part of the B. Gaddy um, Family Center. Oh my gosh. Today, they feed about 3,000 meals on site and send out about another 50,000 meals to those who cannot come to the event. I love it. I love it. I love it. She also started Furniture Bank and a program that refurnished abandoned row homes for families in need. That's incredible. So, oh wait, row homes. So like Section 8 housing, essentially? We call it Section 8 here in Texas, but like government housing? Or what are row homes? I'm sorry. So row homes are like um, houses that are not um, separated. They're all connected. Oh, okay. Okay. So kind of like a massive duplex or like... Kind of. Okay. Kind of. Okay, okay, okay. They had been abandoned, so it was a program to refurnish, refurbish them so families in need could live there. I like that. Then, you know what she did? Because it's not enough. Because it's not, not enough. enough. She's not like, enough. I'm Miss B said, I'm not done. I'm closing. Miss B said, I'm not done. I'm sheltering. Go. She became an ordained minister oh, so okay. she could perform marriages and burials to four poor families at no cost. We need more Miss Bees in the world. She was also involved in running the summer youth programs and teaching voter education. Okay. There it is. Can I just stop you there? Voter education. That is power in this country. That is power in any country, but especially this one. So, what else else could um, Miss B do? I don't know. Again, where do you find the time? My laundry basket is full. (laughs) Miss B was elected to the Baltimore City Council in 1999. Why would you not elect this person? That would be Why did it take them this long? Right, exactly. That's my question. (laughs) Seriously. So let me tell you about the awards Miss B has received over the many years. Mm. 1972, the Unsung Hero Award. Yep. 1984, the Afro-American Woman of the Year. 1984, Baltimore's Best Award. 1988, um, Nation Council of Negro Women Humanitarian Award. 1988, the Mayor's Citation. Wow. 1987 and 1989, the Baltimore City Council Award. She was also a member of the Martin Luther Church, the Women's Auxiliary Butchers Hill Association, and the Assistant Chairperson in the John Hopkins Day Program. She is living what, if you believe in Christianity, Jesus wanted for Christians to do. She is feeding, clothing, sheltering, and helping people. That is what I believe Jesus taught. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. She is living it. Right. And that's what more people need to do instead of just saying it's not just a fun little like, I'm a Christian. This woman is doing it. She's doing it. 
hundred percent. So in 1998, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And after treatment, she went into remission. Oh, thank God. But in 2001, Mm. it returned. Mm -mm. And Miss B passed away October 7, 2001 at the age of 68. No. But her daughters are carrying on her mission. (gasps) What are her daughters' names? Sorry. (laughs) I just asked you like an impossible question. (laughs) You're like, oh, shit. So her daughters have picked up the torch from their mother and they're now... I mean, the fact that she was like, okay, I need to help my community. Cool. All right, I'm going to feed them. Okay, cool. I'm going to find ways to shelter them. Done. I'm going to help clothe them. Done. I realize that it's expensive to get married because it is. Ordained ministers, $300 on up minimum to get married. And she's like, I got you. Marriages, funerals, I got you. Oh my God, how incredible. Please tell me their names. So one is Sandra Elaine Chandler, and she has actually passed away. Oh, hon. And Cynthia D. Brooks is. Is she still around? She is, and she's continuing her late mother's mission feeding needy families throughout Baltimore. We're going to provide links, as we always do, to all of these charities. Please support B. Gaddy, you said? G-A-D-D-Y? Yeah, yes. G-A-D-D-Y. And, like, this is important. Like, very so, important. Here's my favorite thing is the B. Gaddy Family Center, their number one goal is to promote and maintain the vision of B. Gaddy. Mm. That is number one on their goal list. Yeah. Which I think that her goals of like all of these, like what is it, five things? One, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah, five. Number five being maintaining the dignity of those that come to our doors. That's huge because so many people in these situations, homelessness or whatever, you they're not treated like humans. They're ignored. They're passed up. They're considered less than human. And the fact that they're like, no, no, no. When you come in these stores, you're a human being and you're treated as such. And you're given the things you need to survive. I love it. What an incredible person. I love her and I wanted her to be my Mima. I know. There's been a few people you've done recently that I was like, can they be Mima? Like, can they be my grandma? I know. I lost my grandma a couple years ago and I'm like looking for a new grandma. So, hey. We're on Mima Watch. Yes. If anybody so, wants to be our Mima, we're here for it. 100%. God, that's incredible. Again, you just find the most incredible people. Well, I try. I try. You succeed. Good I job. I try. She was great. I know. I kind of want to go like fly to Baltimore on Thanksgiving and help out with their Thanksgiving dinner. We could do that. Well, not when I have to host Thanksgiving oh, dinner. Shit, that's right. Well, can you get out of it if you're saying you're flying to Baltimore? <laughs> can you be like, yeah, I'm feeding hungry people, so goodbye. <laughs> I would have to say that I have the Rona. Oh, valid. If y'all don't know, we have complicated family situations. Mm-hmm. Very similarly, which is kind of odd. Trauma finds trauma, I guess. I don't know. We bonded over our trauma. <laughs> this is true. There have been so many times I've run interference between Jesse and her mom. Oh, my God. 
literally had to talk me off a ledge. Like, I've been like, I don't know. And vice versa, right? Just what well, is happening? Wedding dress shopping. I have blocked that memory out of my head. What was she saying? I don't remember, but I literally was like... It was like cock block in a good way between you and your mom. I think that's the only reason why she's still alive is because I ran interference. All I'm saying is when I'm wedding dressing shopping, it's a it's a it's supposed to be a special moment. I am I wrong? You're not wrong. And she's over here making it about her. And I'm like, girl, I no offense. I distracted her. You did. You did a good job. I distracted her. Yeah. I told so many lies that day. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a good memory anymore, but I think she like was upset. Like, I don't think Jessie's ever gonna have any kids. I'm like, I'm sure she'll change her mind. Yeah, a fat chance because I am not having children and I ain't got no uterus, so I am definitely not having children. You could have adopted Skylar's baby. Oh God, bless. I would have. Uh, in that instance, if someone comes to me and goes, hey, I'm like, give me the baby. Give me the baby. Get away from the child. And it, that is the only case that I will take a child. Yeah, I... Because yeah. I'm not a child I ran person. great interference that day. You did. Thank you for that. I saved her life. I saved lives. <laughs> you put that on your resume? <laughs> saved lives specifically in the case of my girlfriend who was getting married and <laughs> wedding dress shopping with her mother it was a freaking nightmare I oh mean oh my god you know yeah so yeah I would love to have a bee in my life I definitely need a mommy grandma-y kind of figure at this point yeah me too mm. one that's not slightly okay. mm. you have a whole another set of situations mm-hmm. and happenings oh yeah mm. so many situations <laughs> we're almost at thanksgiving actually yeah if you can believe it like a week or s- a little over a week away i know i've gotta cook thanksgiving dinner so you're cooking i'm cooking how do you feel about that i did it last year I, I, miss, I mean, you're a great cook. I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying, like, having to do the whole rigmarole and the people and the, you know, it's a lot. Well, it's better than going to their house, so. Valid, because then it's kind of like you're held hostage. You're, like, stuck there. I mean, this way, here's what happens. I lay down on my couch. I pretend like I'm tired. Then they feel bad, and then they leave. Oh, well, yeah, because you're in your own home, and you're like, yeah, you're going to need to leave. I'm going to take a nap now. Bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good call. Mm-hmm. Smart. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what having a disease does for you. You can play it off so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> Only you, girl. Only you. Only you. For those that don't know. Do you want to tell them? Wait, I've told them before. I know, but you know, we may have new listeners. I have MS. I'm doing great. Don't worry about me. Or don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> oh, yeah. with you. My medication's working great, actually. I'm on no, medication. It's working great. I don't have to see my neurologist, but every six months now. Um, Holla. But I do use it to my advantage when it comes to my family. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm feeling really kind of like not well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need y'all to leave now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I get real tired a lot. That requires me to leave um, family events real early Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and my family to vacate my house real early in the middle of events I'm hosting. (laughs) (laughs) Again, only you, girl. Only you. (laughs) I don't believe I'm the only one. No, probably not, but I think it's great. I mean, sometimes. You got to use the arsenal that you have. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what Rona has done for me in this situation. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Because you're like, I'm immunocompromised. I cannot get out of my home. My medication is an immunosuppressant. There it is. So I got to be careful. Yeah, exactly. That is not a lie. As you're here podcasting in my home. <laughs> I may Don't listen to this. I may use it to my advantage. Do you want to give away all your secrets or? Girl, she she almost. That's valid. That we know of. Yeah, right? And we're like, wait, what? She couldn't find a podcast in a paper bag. (laughs) Strong boomer vibes happening. Yeah. My mom's like, what, 71 now? And God bless. Clamshell phone all the way. The government's tracking me. I'm like, yes, mother. They want to know all about you. And your day-to-day life of waking up, cooking meals, and going on the internet, surfing alt-right websites that surely tell you things that you want to hear. Nothing against those of us who are fans that are alt-right. Just saying that's what my mother does on a day-to-day basis. And I highly doubt that the government cares about one person out of 330 million. Well, do you know where she was the day of the um, capital siege? I, I, I do not. And I am concerned about that. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where she was. The government may want to know. <laughs> it's all right. Okay. I am an open book. Please, please tell me at this point. Not your activities, her activities. That's what I'm saying. Like, tell me where she was. Cause I'm like, I ain't gonna look that up. <laughs> I be, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm fair just enough. gonna point that out. <laughs> well, on that note, Thank y'all so much for listening to us. Um, And always, as always, we'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.